The impeachment circus has started and the trial begins today. Uh, Trump is not thrilled with his attorneys on the first day. He wasn't thrilled with his last attorneys. So we'll see how that goes. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is screwing up the country and no one's paying attention because the shiny bauble is being waved of uh, impeachment is being waved by the right hand. And meanwhile, the left hand is Joe Biden. And I guess the NBA viewership is still way too high for him. So they need to do something about that. And apparently, I wasn't the only one that forgot there was a Super Bowl last weekend. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, here we go. This is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, Tuesday, the Senate got together to debate and eventually vote on whether or not to impeach, uh, whether or not the impeachment trial for Donald Trump was going to be constitutional. Full disclosure, I didn't watch it. I was actually watching the Stephen Crowder impeachment trial live stream. I, I, I love that because they only show a little bit and uh, they make fun and they, they do commentary. Just it, It's a lot of fun to watch and it, it basically covers the entire uh, it covers the entire day during the impeachment. I mean, it was so much. Today was kind of brutal because uh, Stephen Crowder, I mean, they were working for six hours yesterday and decided, you know what, skip it. We're not going to do it today. So now I'm stuck actually watching the impeachment. Can't lie, it's like grass watching grass grow. It is just really, really boring. Uh, the trial actually started today. Um but the political process itself is actually boring. Uh, the first thing the Democrats, uh, the first thing the Democrats did uh, was to play, uh, and basically all they tried to do on Tuesday was figure out if this trial was constitutional. So, and that's not even the trial. That's not even the trial. Yesterday was just to find out if they could even have a trial. Now, the first thing the Democrats did in the is this constitutional phase, which, by the way, probably isn't because they didn't even have the, uh, um, the uh, Supreme Court, the lead of the Supreme Court out there. They had some other Democrat who already voted to impeach Trump, so kind of dumb. Uh, the first thing the Democrats did was play a 13-minute video of the January 6th attack. Uh the Trump speech was actually superimposed onto that. Showed the riots, showed the police, the police being assaulted and berated. It shows people going through fences and entering the Capitol grounds. Showed the sentence convening during the certification of the vote while Trump is encouraging Pence to overturn the election. It was basically a Hollywood show. Uh, showed how everyone was scared to get killed in the Senate and the House. He didn't show didn't show AOC because she was, you know, three, five blocks away from where it happened, even though she thought she was going to die. Showed the death of Ashley Babbitt, which I thought was actually very distasteful. And it ends with Trump making a speech about needing peace. It's that speech he actually released on Twitter, uh, asking people to stop attacking the Capitol building and be peaceful. So it was a violent video. 
that and it was basically made that Trump led the assault. It was an emotional video. It looks it looked horrible. You could tell it was pieced together. It skipped a lot of things. It skips that the assault started before the speech was over and it was planned well before the speech. It also skips the words that Trump used, now go and peacefully and patriotically protest, which Trump actually said and was recorded saying. So it's a very cynical video. It's a very, it takes everything out of context. Uh, it's not evidence, though that video, I think they showed again on Wednesday. They showed a video just like it for why this video is in there to prove constitutionality, I have no idea because it really doesn't prove a thing. And also why this is even evidence period because it was taken so far out of context. I'm not really sure why that video was there except to spur the emotions of some of the senators maybe, which probably not going to happen. Uh, the t Trump defense team also ran a video showing all the Democrats that have been saying they were going to impeach Trump all the way back to 2017. You know, uh, Waters from California, Green from Texas, Lou from California, uh, all the people that said they're, they're going to get him impeached. Again, this was not evidence that had this had anything to do with the constitutionality of the trial. So I'm not really sure where these arguments are by these videos, but you could tell by the way the videos were actually stripped together. This, these both videos were actually really just kind of show, uh, really kind of just movies to watch so that we didn't have to hear all the, um, the impeachment, uh, the impeachment guys or the impeachment managers or Trump's lawyers, uh, which we did, and they were brutal. They were absolutely brutal. Uh, there were some funny parts to it. Uh, one of the funnier parts was um, Jamie Raskin getting emotional. I thought this was absolutely hysterical because, uh, first off, understand something. I hate when I hate when politicians do this. And this isn't a democratic thing. They seem to do it more than Republicans because Republicans actually have more to stand on. But I hate when Demo I hate when they do it too. And they do, do do it. But it's when they start talking about their childhood and how, you know, once I had a puppy and the puppy had a cavity and it bit something and it hurt and we had to shoot the puppy in the back of the head and we were so sad, blah, 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 blah. That crap, you see, if you watch debates, that crap you saw all the time in the debates where when I was a kid, my daddy was poor and blah, blah. I, it's just, it's such crap. Do you know who didn't do that? Donald Trump. Donald Trump never did that. Donald Trump was never poor. Donald Trump, he made his money from money. His, he made his billions from a $10 million or a million dollars or whatever he got from his father. He never tried that emotional crap. And that's, I think, one of the reasons everyone like, it's just so, it's just so, how shall I say it? It's just so fake. It just, it doesn't look real. It just looks really bad. And it's so annoying. And it makes their 
it makes their speeches so much longer. So Jamie Raskin did that. And I mean, to the point where he did this, <laughs> like he was crying or something. And then five seconds later, he's got a smile on his face. It was so awkward and it looked so staged, but you can listen to it. Here it is. And when they were finally rescued over an hour later by Capitol officers and we were together, I hugged them and I apologized and I told my daughter Tabitha. who's 24 and a brilliant algebra teacher in Teach for America. Now, I told her how sorry I was, and I promised her that it would not be like this again the next time she came back to the Capitol with me. And you know what she said? She said, Dad, I don't want to come back to the Capitol. <laughs> Of all the terrible, brutal things I saw and I heard on that day. And since then, that one hit me the hardest. So there it is. I mean, it was really, it was really bad. He put his, his hands over his, his face in his hands and let out a little, a little, <laughs> like he's crying and shit. I mean, if you, if you didn't catch that. His daughter Tabitha wasn't six. This is what a, a lot of people cut that speech out. And you thought that his daughter was like six years old. Daughter was 24 years old and a teacher. He said that. What are you crying for? Is she 24 years old? She'll come back. She's married for Christ's sake. It was just really overdone. And then 10 seconds later, Raskin was freaking smirking. I, I mean, my gosh, his uh, emotions. He's got a real control of his emotions. Either that or he has no control at all, and he's insane. So there, there wasn't a lot. I mean, it was really, really boring. It was just, people were just talking. This is what I'm finding. All of this is a show. All of this is nothing but a show. The videos that both Trump and uh, the Democrats showed, they're not evidence of anything. Now they're saying they're probably not going to be calling witnesses, which is kind of like, well, then why are you even having this? You're going to play more videos that are completely out of context. These aren't videos. Uh, these are nothing. So, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's kind of funny to watch. I'm watching it today, and it's far less funny today because it's just Steven Crowder isn't on. It's really boring. But let's move on. They had the vote for the constitutionality of this uh, of this trial. It turned out to be a 56-44 vote against Trump and the president's legal team. So the House impeachment will actually move on. A total of six Republicans voted uh, for the trial being constitutional, and they're the same names, uh, except one. Senators Susan Collins of Maine, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, and he's the one that's uh, he's the one that's the big red flag. Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah, duh, Mitt Romney's going to vote for impeachment. Ben Sass of Nebraska, duh, he's going to vote for impeachment. And Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, duh, he's going to vote for impeachment. Sided with the Democrats in calling for the trial to proceed. Susan Collins uh, and Lisa Murkowski. They'll probably hear the evidence and not call for an impeachment, but, you know, 
Uh, Cassidy uh, was the surprise. I, it was a little surprise. Cassidy voted to proceed um, just two weeks after he joined the Republicans, uh, and he didn't dismiss the charge for the wrong reasons. He just said that basically he thought that the uh, impeachment managers put on a better show. Uh, Cassidy said, We heard the arguments from both sides on the constitutionality of having a Senate trial of a president who has since left office. A uh, sufficient amount of evidence of constitutionality exists for the Senate to proceed with that trial. I disagree with him there, but I, I, I don't know. I can read. So I can read the Constitution, and I don't see where it says that. But this vote is not a prejudgment on the final vote to convict. Uh, if anyone disagrees with my vote and would like an explanation, I ask them to listen to the arguments presented by the House managers and former President Trump lawyer, Trump's lawyers. The House managers had a much stronger constitutional arguments. Uh, the president's team did not. And this is probably true, and Trump is really, really, really pissed off about it. Um. I, According to Fox News, former President Trump was, quote, furious, end quote, and beyond angry, end quote, over his defense teams showing on day one of his second impeachment trial, despite uh, his ultimate acquittal being almost certain. Okay, well, let's go over this. So he's primarily talking about the attorney, the lead attorney, Bruce Castor. And I... We listened uh, on Louder with Crowder. We did listen to Bruce Castor. He was terrible. There was no question. He was absolutely terrible. The first thing he did that really just sat back and said, oh, my God, what did this guy say? He actually said that the impeachment, the House impeachment managers did a very good job, that their job was well done. Have uh, What? So if I'm hitting a home, if I go up to bat, it, Dodgers and Yankees, and I hit a home run, do you think the pitcher's going to go out there and say, yeah, that was, he, that was a well done hit. That was a great hit. No, they're not. And that's exactly, he just, this idiot just raised the confidence of the impeachment managers tenfold. So that was the first thing he said. Um, and then he basically admitted that Trump lost the election. Quote, the American people just spoke and they just changed administrations. He said that the public is smart enough to pick a new administration if they don't like the old one. They And they just did. He said this. It was insane. He also kind of dawdled around. He was very long-winded. Um, he repeated things. He just, he just didn't look prepared. He was terrible. He was all over the place. He did make a few points, but they were few and far between. I also think his voice is way too monotone and he seemed to be putting me to sleep while I was watching this. I am expecting that he might actually be kind of quiet when the trial starts. So, yeah, that was not good. Trump had some right to be pissed. Some right to be pissed. Now, I'm going to give Castor a bit of more of a break than a lot of Republicans and conservatives are going to give him. First off, um, he only had a week to prepare for this. 
Trump's all of Trump's original lawyers actually quit before the trial. I and I'm not surprised. Let's face it, Trump cannot be an easy guy to work for. He's probably sitting back and saying, "I would like you to change this, and I would like you to say how great I am here." Crap like that. I you know that's happening, and a lawyer who's trying to get this guy off is probably like, you know what? F this. I I'm out. A and 18 guys follow him. So this guy did not have a lot of time to prep this. I also think there is enough of a question about the constitutionality of this. Uh, so especially with some of the the Republicans that I did mention, the Republicans that I mentioned are not strict textualist constitutionalists. They are, well, maybe, maybe he said, no, that's, again, I don't believe any of that. I, I think the Constitution pretty much says how it's supposed to work. And so far, none of this is going on the Constitution. I'd be really curious to see if he's convicted and Trump takes this to the Supreme Court, what would happen. But yeah, no, I, I don't see any of this as constitutional. Uh, and that's because I can read. So... I'm not surprised the vote went that way, and I'm sure the Democrats are absolutely thrilled, and I'll tell you why in a few minutes. But there was another thing that I found really funny. Um, social media, There's a guy. there was another uh, lawyer for Trump named David Shane, uh, and it, it's spelled S-C-H-O-E-N. I heard someone pronounce his name, so I'm assuming that's what it is. And one of the things he used to do, one of the things he did throughout, he had a very good, he was actually a very strong speaker. But one of the things he did that social media just flipped out about, and I knew this had something to do with him being Jewish, but I wasn't sure, um, is he would grab his water glass cover his head, bow, and then take a sip of water, put the glass down, and um, continue speaking. And he did this every blessed time. So with his name, I thought he's probably Jewish. It's got to be a Jewish thing. That's what I thought. It's a Jewish thing. Well, Rabbi uh, Men Men Menachem Genak, I'm sorry, he's the CEO of a kosher division of the Orthodox Union explained that since Shoen is an observant is an observant Jew, he must cover his head and say a blessing whenever he eats or drinks. Now typically oh well let's let him finish. Each time we eat or drink something something we say a blessing to thank God and we cover our head typically with yarmulke to show respect and to acknowledge that there's someone above us. That's Since he was not wearing a yarmulke, he wanted to at least cover his head with his hand. Okay, that makes absolute sense. But they absolutely... you got to remember, our country is really anti-Semitic right now, especially the Democrats. So it's not a surprise they were making fun of him. I thought he was Jewish just by the name, by the way he was speaking. I'm sorry if I'm being prejudiced. I, but I don't think it's a bad thing to be Jewish. I just thought he was Jewish. But, um, yeah, it, it, that made absolute sense. And I think the next time he goes up there, I got news for you. Do you know who would have been really uh, do, just 
bitching at this guy if he had worn a yarmulke? It would have been the Democrats and it would have been the uh, news media because the the legacy media because they are extremely anti-Semitic. I didn't think it was a big deal, but you know what do I know? But here's the here's the thing. Uh, while this shit show is happening, um, we're missing stuff that's actually happening with Joe Biden. Uh, we're missing quite a bit, and none of this stuff is being talked about. This is what I think is the reason for the impeachment. The Democrats need to have Trump in the limelight as long as possible. They have to. Because if Trump is not in the limelight, everyone's got to focus on Joe Biden. And this could be a really bad thing. Because what Joe Biden's doing is extremely radical. And while this stupid impeachment is happening. None of us are hearing about the stupid things that this doddering old fool is doing. So that's why you listen to me. Let's talk about what he's done in the last, oh, week and a half. Uh, I know we, we've talked a little bit about it, but some of this stuff, it has not come up. So let's talk about it. I definitely know CNN hasn't talked about it. Uh, he's about to pass a $1.9 trillion stimulus package. But this isn't like you and I are going to see a little bit of money so we can pay our rent. A lot of this money is going to go to schools that are not even open and have no plans as to how... I, we're not sure where the, why the schools are getting that money. The CDC has not released any statements about what schools need to do to be, quote, safe, end quote. I mean, schools are safe. But they're just giving money to schools. Probably a teacher's union thing, considering they won't open schools because teachers don't want to work. Teachers and the teacher's union don't want to work. This is going to be a problem later because guess what's gone up by 10, 15%? Homeschooling! Parents are beginning to see how teachers are teaching, and now they're beginning to say, screw it, I'll do it myself. Good for them. Uh, give money to Democratic states that have mismanaged their budgets to get them out of debt. So California, New York, New Jersey, Michigan, Washington, D.C. These, these places, Washington, D.C. is not a state, but these places are going to get money because of mis all of the mismanagement that gave them huge amounts of debt are now going to be given to those states so they can get themselves out of debt. That's great. So Gavin Newsom is going to sit back next year or, or later this year and say, uh, especially when he's recalled, that, hey, I'm out of debt. Well, yeah, the federal government just gave you however many billions of dollars. And you know that's pissing money away. Because the second they get those billions of dollars, they're going to do something with it. They're going to blow it on something else. Um. Raise the minimum age to $15 an hour. That is something they put in the $1.9 trillion stimulus package. The CBO says that will cost 1.4 million jobs. In other words, if you have a job, there's a good chance you're going to lose a job. Kroger, expecting that this is going to be passed, Kroger grocery stores, uh, is actually automating their check stands so that they don't need checkouts uh, professionals anymore. So you see the, the day of the checker is going away. 
because they're not going to want to spend $15 an hour for someone who doesn't really do much. I was a checker when I was a kid. I was a checker. And it's not rocket science here. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to know anything. There is no reason this person deserves $15 an hour. And then you've got other states that are complaining that saying, like, for example, Iowa, the gal in Iowa, uh, uh, the senator in Iowa said, why do we want to give a national rate of $15 an hour in Iowa when people are earning $7 an hour and they're doing just fine? New York, Los Angeles, that'll be fantastic for them. But for Iowa, it's just going to screw up their economies. But he doesn't care. Um, he's bowing to the teachers' unions by saying that schools can reopen in April. Do you know what the what Joe Biden's goal on the definition of reopening? Uh, 50% of schools open for at least one day a week. Does that sound like reopening? It doesn't to me. And the funny thing is, this, this Jen, Jen Saki. She refuses to answer questions. I'm not even Steve Ducey, who is very conservative, is asking questions like, what does this mean? You mean to tell me in April we can expect a teacher for one day a week and only in 50% of the schools? Yeah. Yeah, the teachers unions, by the way, who pays his, who donates the most money to any presidential candidate has been to Joe Biden. Yeah, the, the teachers' unions got Joe Biden by the balls. Um, he's also signed, not bills, executive orders that will allow boys who say they are girls to dress in the girls' locker room. Don't see any problems with that. And um, he will allow, he signed another, that same executive order said that girls can compete in boys, or boys can compete in girls' sports. So does anyone call Joe Biden a sexist for saying that's, wait, that's not right? Nope, no one does. He fired every one of the U.S. attorneys hired by Trump. Now, this typically I don't mind. That makes sense. But Trump fired one U.S. attorney that Obama hired. And remember, this was back in 2017, and he didn't initially fire her. She just started talking crap, and then he finally said, you know, you know what, screw her. And he fired her. Uh, I personally think this is a good idea by Biden. You should fire all the U.S. attorneys that don't agree with you. But, you know, the irony is that Trump fired one, and he got a ration of crap, and this guy fires them all. And no crap given. Well, we don't even know about it. No one's even talking about it. Uh, he stopped monitoring the Confucius Center, which is a Chinese government propaganda company from advising and editing school curriculums in college. Oh, that's nice. That was, again, by executive order. We'll get to the executive orders in a, a second. So, in other words, the Chinese now have a say. The Ch Chinese communist government now has a say in what our college students are learning. That's always awesome. We like that, right? In the past 20 days, he has now signed 52 executive orders. He is ruling 
like a tyrant and not asking Congress to do anything. Do you know why he's not asking Congress to do anything? Because Congress isn't going to do anything. They haven't done anything in two years. Two and a half years. Screw it, four and a half years. Congress didn't do anything when Trump was president. He kept saying, do this, do this, please. They didn't. And the other thing, Joe Biden is still being creepy. Uh, listen to this Listen to this video and tell me what you think. Creepy? Not creepy? I've got 50 I got 50 cents on creepy. Let me give a little background. He's actually interviewing a nurse, a nurse, a registered nurse who's been a nurse for 9 years, 10 years about COVID-19 and how they're doing things. So, you know, this is not like a 14-year-old. So, listen. Well, support are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, no, thank you for what you're doing. Do you know what the biggest fight Josie and I have had? Josie's my fiance, in case you don't know. Um, our biggest fight has been when I'm walking down a parking lot and I see a good-looking woman and I take a second glance. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to do anything. It doesn't mean I'm going to run up and ask her on a date or anything. But I just, you know, look. She gets annoyed by that. I don't do that much anymore, simply because it really annoys her, and it's just really in bad taste. But if I were Dr. Jill, Joe Biden's wife, I would have cut off his balls by now. This guy has got a real... He sounds like... Remember when George H.W. Bush, the... For, I, I don't know which, if it's H.W. or W. I think it's H.W. Bush. The first Bush. He was 98 years old or something. He was in a wheelchair and the media made a big stink because he grabbed... I mean, he's practically gone. He is gone. You know he's not advising H. Bush. George W. He ain't advising W. at all on policy. He's completely gone. But meanwhile... He grabbed a gal by the butt and he made a comment and he was accused of sexual harassment. 98 years old, got Alzheimer's in a wheelchair. This guy is not chasing anybody around. And they made a big stink. But Joe Biden, who I will give him credit, he is 78 years old. He is probably got some Alzheimer's. He's definitely going south as far as the mental acuity goes. They make a big stink of that. Well, I gotta I gotta tell you, it's just good to see that Sleepy Creepy Joe is remaining sleepy and creepy. So, uh, the final story of the day. I know I'm running a little late, but final story of the day. Someone discovered that. Um, well, first off, you know the NBA. The NBA right now, they're only on television. And nobody's in the stands right now because of COVID and we're all scared of COVID, right? And we're all going to die if we catch it without, you know, eight masks. Uh, well, some workers at the uh, Mark Cuban's Dallas Mavericks games noticed that the Dallas Mavericks suddenly stopped playing the national anthem before the games. They didn't play any of the... They didn't play the national anthems at all during preseason, and so far in all their home games, they haven't played the national anthem at all. So this was reported. 
to The Athletic and Mark Cuban was questioned about it. And he said, quote, it was my decision. I made it in November and he didn't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, so the NBA was asked about it. Uh, a spokesman named Tim Frank said, under the unique circumstances of the season, teams are permitted to run their pregame operations as they see fit. Oh, that's good. That's nice. All right, so skip the national anthem from now on. The reason Cuban is a billionaire is because of the United States, and you'd think he'd want to play the national anthem. Not to mention um, his team plays in Texas, which has got to be one of the most patriotic states in the country. Now, granted, he plays in Dallas, which is quite liberal, but I mean, huh? So according to Hill, Cuban doubled down. He added... If you want to complain, complain to your boss and ask why they don't play the national anthem every day before you start work. Wow. So Ted Cruz, who is the senator from Texas, said, The NBA is telling everyone who stands for the flag, who honors our cops and our veterans to piss off? In Texas, no less? Great questions. Twitter... Of course, which is all that is evil and good in the United States. There seem to be <coughs> quite a few of mixed reactions on this. Uh, Josh Holmes said, and I, I'm just reading this straight from the deal, so I, I don't know who these people are, most of them. Uh, imagine thinking that playing a sport in an empty arena is more important than your allegiance to your country. Christopher Clary said, um, have covered all sports. Sports all over the world. The U.S. is an outlier when it comes to the pregame national anthem. Would have more resonance as a rarity instead of being the rule. So in other words, he's basically saying, yeah, good, get rid of it. The Libertarian Party of Texas had something to say, but uh, I don't quite know if it was positive or negative, so I'll skip that. Uh, Scott Parkinson said, uh, Mark Cuban will never be president. Okay. Kyle Becker said, WTF is this? M- at M. Cuban or Mark Cuban on Twitter. Nancy Amor says, Good. We don't do this. It We don't do it before kids' concerts, plays, church services. I can keep going. Silly to do it at sporting events. Uh, Leander Charlecken says, a reminder that the anthem was first played at sports games at the 1918 World Series, so hype to hype up the crowd. After that, it was mostly played during wartime to rouse patriotism. Nowhere is it written that we need to play the anthem every single game or ever. Okay, a real positive guy there. Shannon McCormick said, Personally, I'm for it. We don't play the anthem before movies. Yeah, he's kind of true. Jason Ward says, I love this. I really hope this spreads and we see leagues phasing the anthem out altogether. I just love these communists. Renee Graham, who's got a LGBTQRXTUWV flag on her name, says, more of this, please. Dr. Johnny, and this is sarcastic, congratulations at Mark Cuban on ending racism. Yeah, the point, and then 
Mark Kurt Schilling, who is a very conservative former baseball place player, said, "At Mark Cuban, kids, this is what a gutless coward looks like. Bow to SJWs to please liberals and turn their backs, turn your backs on the blood spilled by your warriors since 1775. What a great move! Oh, and don't this phony." I don't know what that means. Or anyone else tell you the anthem is not something it is not. It's a song written by folks who overthrew a tyrannical government at all costs to themselves. Oh, and the North played this song during the Civil War. Don't forget that. Now, I I personally think this is really a non-story. He doesn't want to play the national anthem, whatever. He doesn't want to play the national anthem. Um, the news media typically, the new, or not news media, excuse me, but sportscasts typically don't play the national anthem. It's called burying the anthem because they just, some of them can take like 20 minutes. So they do actually hide the national anthem on their broadcasts, but I still think it's a tradition. I liked going to sports arenas and hearing the national anthem. I love hockey. And when a Canadian team played the American team, the Canadian national anthem was played first and the American national anthem was played first. It never bothered me. And it also reminded me that, you know something crazy? That the reason I'm at this game is because it's, this is the United States. Do you think you can go to games anywhere? Do you think you can afford games in every other country? Hey, do me a favor. Go over to Ethiopia and see how many sporting events they have. Mexico has soccer. I mean, I, there's soccer everywhere, but uh, that's about it. We have baseball, football, basketballs, hockey. I mean, you want to see curling. I was watching cornhole tossing on ESPN. They have a league for that that you can actually play for. Well, all this didn't last long. The NBA issued a statement today, literally, I would say probably an hour ago, which would be about noon, 11.30, that stated all teams will play the national anthem before games. Is It, it is mandatory. Apparently, the NBA figured out that, you know, alienating fans probably isn't going to put butts in the seats or make people want to turn on and watch the NBA on TBS or TNT, even though Charles Barkley is absolutely hysterical. So, yes, I I think they're beginning to, the NBA, who's always been SJW out the yazoo, is beginning to realize we really need to stop this crap. And they didn't stop the crap yesterday when it was first reported, but they today they said, oh, geez, we're getting backlash. So, yeah, good good for them. Meanwhile, Super Bowl 55 had its lowest ratings in 15, 15 years. They scored 96.4 million views, which was the most in its time slot, but it was still a good 15 to 25 million below what they usually have. They did count um, bar TVs, so any bar that was, so they would assume that some people were watching at bars. So if 50 people are watching it at a bar, well, then 
you've got that you've got that total and they kind of add that up but they also realized like in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Washington DC, New York City, um, Boston, Massachusetts, they actually banned turning on a television inside of a bar or a restaurant during Super Bowl. So they are really down in this Super Bowl. This is going to scare the NFL. Their attendance and viewership has been going down for the last five years since St. Kaepernick, excuse me, decided to kneel for the national anthem for social justice. In 2020, during a pandemic when everyone should have been excited to see something other than reruns of Law & Order, the viewership dropped another 10%. Now, I will give them credit. The NFL did a pretty good job suppressing social justice warrior crap during their prod, uh, during their casting of the game. They did a good job. I'll give them that. They waited till the game was over before they sat back and said they would be donating $250 million to uh, to Black Lives Matter or uh, end systemic racism or whatever. I wouldn't have seen that commercial. I actually heard about it because I didn't finish the game. I was bored. But in general, sports is going to have to take it on the chin before they realize what's going on in the world. Baseball, basketball, and football need to begin to realize people watch sports to get away from the real world, to get away from the politics, to get away from the social justice messaging. And I got news for you. LeBron James, who's a black man that's worth $1 billion, has a high school education, but can dribble a ball really fast and dunk a ball, is not someone I want to hear about how he is victimized because he's a black man. I'm sitting here worrying about where my rent is going to come from. I don't want to hear a billionaire like LeBron James tell me, oh, well, I've got right privilege or I've got male privilege or whatever privilege I have. And people are getting sick of it. Now, I'm not calling for a boycott of basketball. I just don't watch it. I don't call for a boycott of baseball. I just don't watch it. And I like baseball. I'll go to a game once in a while this year because I want to. But I'm not going to kill myself to watch baseball. I like football. I saw most of the Super Bowl. And I watch games when I get the chance. But if I have a choice between Josie and I going on a hike and watching the Raiders play the freaking um, uh, Baltimore Ravens, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on the hike. I'll see the late game if I want to. And half the time when I'm actually playing football on TV, I'm doing something else. I'm not even paying attention to it. I don't care. I live in San Diego. I don't have a team in San Diego. And my teams in Los Angeles are retreads. I don't really give a damn about the teams in Los Angeles either. And I haven't been in Chicago for so long. I don't care about the Bears and they suck anyway. The NFL, but the thing is, it's just me not watching. If it's just me not watching, and this is why I'm not watching, I'm not watching because I'm tired of the politics being thrown everywhere. I'm tired of these idiots who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year kneeling because they hate our country, even though our country is paying their salary. I, I just won't watch it. And it may be just me, but apparently it's not. If the NFL 
viewership is down 10%. And the NBA viewership is down a whopping 35%. It's not just a boy. It's not a boycott. It's just a bunch of people that say I'm not interested in watching it anymore. So, okay. I got some great stories tomorrow. It's going to be a short podcast tomorrow because... Um, actually, no. Tomorrow's going to be a lot. Tomorrow's going to be about the regular podcast. I know today's was long, but I changed in mid. Friday's is going to be funnier than shit. So enjoy that one. Uh, you can uh, well, parlor. I don't think is up yet. Uh, nope, it's not. So forget about following me on Parlor, and I don't give a damn if you follow me on Twitter. You can uh, download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Have a great day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs> <laughs>